What's up, everybody? Kari Thompson here, and this is episode one of my new podcast, The Kari Show. This episode's all about how I became a sports writer. It's my full-time gig. I started off as a blogger, as a lot of people have, and so I figured I could help some folks out that want to break into the industry by telling my story. Now, you know, my path is not the only path. Um, There are lots of different paths to get to where I am, but... It is one that got me in the door, so check it out. So my road to full-time writing began like a lot of people's have with blogging. Um, I started when I was 16. I had a blog called BigChiefSportsBlog.com, and it was uh, you know, named after my high school nickname. They called me Chief, so I just named it after that, and I just wrote a bunch of stuff about whatever I felt like writing in the sports world and I kept at it for about three years until I got to college and then I kind of gave up on it and I went to college at Hampton University um, and that was kind of what kick-started my journey. There are three things about college that were kind of key to you know my career development and I'd say that they were clips connections and experience. So college was the first time that I really was able to get some published clips under my belt. I wrote for the school newspaper. I worked at the school radio station. I worked at the school TV station. And I I was a contributor to the college network for a college contributor network for AOL.com. And those experiences led me into internships. Once, you know, people had kind of seen that I was interested in doing the work, they steered me in the right direction of uh, getting internships. And so my freshman year, I didn't have an internship. I went back home and worked at uh, my local Boys and Girls Club for the summer. And that was really fun. It was like a throwback to when I was a kid. really, really enjoyed that experience. But after my sophomore year, I was able to land an internship at a newspaper. And I worked at a newspaper all summer in the sports department. And I went around telling stories of what happened in the local community um, through the sports beat, whether it be through what happened at a baseball game or uh, the local wrestling tournament was in town or some folks were out there playing rugby Um, and you know, it was a really cool experience. I got to get my name in a weekly, a daily paper. And, uh, you know, that set up internship one, set up internship two, which turned into internship three, which turned into a part-time job. And then that set me up pretty well by the time I was supposed to graduate. But the most important part about these internships was the clips because, If you have published work under your name, that's something you can show to a prospective employer and be like, look, this is what I've been doing. I can actually write and contribute to your company. This is what my work product looks like. And that's attractive. The second important thing about college was the connections. Like I was for the first time surrounded by a bunch of people that want to do the same thing as me. So it was really important to connect with those people because they give you knowledge about 
programs and conferences and all these things that can help boost you on your path toward being successful. And also it gives you a creative energy that you might not have by yourself. For instance, I learned how to write. I learned how to make podcasts. I learned how to make online videos and news packages and stuff like that. Not necessarily because of what I learned in the classroom, but just because, you know, that's what my friends were doing and I wanted to join in. So, um, you know, a group of my friends actually started a website called dleaguers.com my junior year. And uh, it didn't last long as well. Um, some, some things went down that'll go down that will probably be explained in another episode. But um, just the whole process of taking an, an entire summer and learning how to divvy up responsibilities, how to have meetings, how to actually get started on a brand new endeavor and roll it out and just do all these things was invaluable experience. Um, I think you learn an entirely different angle of whatever you're trying to specialize in when you try to be the one that creates something from the ground up. So that was a key. I learned how to podcast because I had access to the radio station. I worked at the radio station, so I was able to sign out the key when I needed to. And, you know, when other people weren't in there, I would go in there and, you know, record shows and and see what I sounded like and just learn how to edit them and upload them to whatever hosting platform I needed to to get it out there. And, you know, over the course of time, I literally taught myself how to create a podcast. There was no podcast 101 at my school. It was just one of those things that was kind of cool. So I I, uh, decided to figure out how to do it. And, uh, you know, the same thing with video. And it was all really good training because it featured the third bullet point in experience. So, you know, the way you learn how to do stuff is by trying it. You know, people can kind of tell you how to do it, but until you go do what you want to do on your own, you're not going to know exactly how to do it. You're not going to know the pitfalls and the have the intricate knowledge that you need to know how to actually start something up. So that was key. Just uh, hanging with people that were starting shows and uh, doing my own thing and just being in that creative environment was important. Now, college is not completely necessary for everybody, but it is, I think, the recommended path that most employers would tell you to take but there are some high profile examples of journalists that don't have full-time degrees like Chuck Todd or Brian Williams so you know it's uh it's one of those things that certainly helped me out and it was a good path um for me but there are definitely other ways to go about it as well now after I graduated I took a little detour away from journalism even though I had all that experience um I, I actually went to law school Um, I, when I was working, um, and going to, when I was working at the newspaper and taking classes and stuff like that, I added a third thing to my plate and I started studying for the LSAT and I did well enough to, um, get into some pretty good schools. And I, I got into one with a scholarship and I decided to go, um, because I, I've always wanted to work in the sports industry and I wanted to broaden my horizons and learn the legal side of things so that potentially I could work in the front office of a team one day. 
So I went to law school and it was actually a really good experience. Um, It just taught me how to think differently, how to really listen to people, how to, you know, argue both sides of an issue and not just go in emotionally to arguments. Um, And it kind of taught me a little structure to how to do things. Um, So that was that was pretty good. But um, my my grades, my first half of the year were horrendous. I didn't think they were going to be that bad, actually. Um, We had uh, law school is different than college in that you don't really have much before your final exams to indicate your grade. You may have that first year a midterm or two in a subject or two, but it's not like you have four midterms to study for and it's not like you have this great bit of feedback it's like you know you are expected to keep up with that workload and your final exam is pretty much the only thing that determines your grade so i went into that you know that that break before the end of the sem- first semester feeling like i was doing okay i was keeping up with the readings and stuff like that but when I got my first semester grades after my finals, they were horrendous. They were horrendous. And so I tried to make a turnaround my second semester of the year because I was on the verge of getting kicked out. They have a bar where if you don't have a certain amount, a certain GPA by the end of the first year, you get kicked out of school. I brought my grades up considerably. But it wasn't enough to put me over that GPA requirement. So I flunked out of law school and I, you know, wrote an appeal letter and everything to the school to try to get back in. But it was denied. And it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me because uh, deep down, I didn't really want to be a lawyer. um, And I feel like that it kind of gave me two years of my life back because If let's say I had just barely made it over the curve, sure, I would have been more improved and I would have, you know, figured out the law school game a little bit better. But I would have already had one year of very bad grades. I would have already had a year probably without getting an internship because those internships are competitive. Um, And I would have spent another two years pursuing something that would that could potentially have been good down the road to have an advanced degree and a, and a legal background. But, um, you know, it would have been very tough to pass the bar. I mean, a lot of people with great grades don't even pass the bar. And I would have been trying something that wasn't really, I wasn't willing to put my heart and soul into it. And that's really kind of what you need to be successful in law school. So, uh, I flunked out. I had to tell my parents. I came back home to live with my parents during the summer. Um, and I started applying for... I had to think about what's next. So I started applying for journalism jobs all throughout the country. Um, and that experience that I got during college doing all that stuff kind of saved me because it gave me a, a vision of what I needed to do to get a job. So... I applied to a bunch of jobs, but what actually got me a job was I went to, I saved up my money from working at the Boys and Girls Club. I went back to work at the Boys and Girls Club again as a summer camp counselor, and I, and I was living at home so I could save a lot of my money, and I, I saved my money 
to go to the National Association of Black Journalists conference in Detroit. I was on a budget. I wasn't staying in the host hotel with everybody else. I stayed in a hostel and I, you know, commuted to the conference and it was really kind of like a business trip. So, you know, I got dressed up. I reconnected with old friends. I, I handed out resumes and business cards at the career fair. And actually at the career fair, there was a table where you can kind of sign up, um, you know, and drop your resume off. And, and, you know, the companies, if they're interested in you, will match you up with the position. And the company that came through for me was Gannett. I actually put in my name at the Gannett table. Gannett is the company that owns USA Today. So they're originally known for newspapers. Um, and some of their properties still, a lot of their properties still print newspapers, but they're trying to transform to a digital news organization. Um, and, uh, you know, I put my name in, left my contact information, my resume, and my card. And somehow, miraculously, um, right as my summer job was about to end, um, I got a call saying that there was a position within the company that they thought I'd be a good fit for. I had some phone interviews and I got my first job as a sports writer, which I still have today. So now my job is to literally go to high school sports games and write about what happens and get to know the people and the faces within the community and you know keep people informed on what's going on through the lens of high school sports and it's an extremely cool job i'm thankful for it every day and um you know it's something that i'd kind of always dreamed of to get paid to write about sports so if you take five things away from my journey on how to become a sports writer i'd say Number one is if you really want it, go for it. And it's not too late, even if you uh, are contemplating a career change. I was on track to be uh, an attorney and I got thrown off of that track, um, but I was able to work my way into the industry through clips, connections, and experience. Takeaway number two, your clips are very important. Your clips show what you can do. Um, there's no disputing clips. You, it, it, it has your name on it. It shows the work that you've been doing. So it's something you can physically hand to an employer and say, look, I can do this job that you're asking me to do. Uh, number three is connections. The connections I made in school, the connections I made at the conference, the connections I made through my internships were very important. Um, and, it's, and it's simply based on things that you can do on your own um, without having to do any of the stuff I did just to make connections. You just go out and meet people, man. You, uh, you, you talk to people, you uh, remember your birthdays, you email them uh, from time to time when you see something interesting that they might be interested in. Um, and you just build relationships with people um, and you're not necessarily looking to get anything in return. You just you know, uh, keep in touch with people because you like keeping in touch with them. And, uh, it, it, uh, can, it can help you down the road. Um, number three experience. I have experience different from clips because, um, even though clips are a part of experience, you know, uh, the broader experience is being able to learn how to do a bunch of different things, even beyond what you specialize in. So, 
you know, I, my specialty right now is writing. I write every day for a living, but I got experience learning how to make podcasts. So that was a skill that I'll never, ever forget that could potentially, you know, lead to bigger things for me one day, hopefully maybe even help me foray into radio, all because I took the time to learn how to do it as part of the experience. So have that hunger for learning um, and, you know, learn everything you can about your field. The fifth takeaway will be that you have to find your thing. Now, sports journalism might not be your thing. You might want to do something else, but I guarantee you that you probably have something that you would do um, close to full time, uh, regardless of what you were getting paid for, even if you were getting paid for it at all. Um, and that's the thing that you will work hardest at. That is the thing that you will likely have the most success at because it's the thing that you will relentlessly pursue. And so for me, sports journalism was that thing. Like I'm, I have no problem recording podcasts in my free time, doing an extra radio hit um, when I need to uh, give in my all into my job. You know, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, it's I don't necessarily feel like I'm just punching a clock. I kind of just make sure the job gets done. Whereas I could see myself in a number of other jobs feeling like I was just there for the allotted time that I had to be there and looked forward to doing anything else. So again, my five takeaways are number one, go for it. If you want it, go get it. Here's how you go get it. By taking step number two, you get clips. And you get clips even if you have to make them yourself. If you have to make a blog, if you have to make a podcast, go ahead and do it. Don't wait for other people to give you the opportunities. But step number three, you network and you make connections with people so that one day down the line, when it's time, the opportunity will come for you. Step four, Get the experience, be hungry for knowledge, become an expert in your field. People pay for expertise. So if you can show that you are an expert at doing whatever job it is you seek or whatever business you're trying to build, success will come to you. And step five, find your thing. Find what you are willing to put in overtime for. Because you're going to have to work for success and you're not going to achieve extraordinary results with an ordinary work ethic. So you need to find the thing that gets you fired up, the thing that you would be doing, uh, that you wouldn't mind doing, um, even if you had to put in extra time to do it. So that's how I became a sports writer. Um, I'm looking forward to sharing the rest of my journey. Be sure to keep up with me by subscribing to my blog, thecarishow.com. There is a nice box for you on the front page to drop your emails. You can get email alerts whenever we post. So make sure you follow and subscribe and keep tuning in and I'll keep turning out content for you. Thanks and take care.